to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio, also proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Welcome back, welcome back. Alright, so we are with an episode 59. Uh yeah, episode 59. And um this is the All the Fly Kids show live on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan in Washington, DC. I am your host, Geronimo Knows, urban culture and lifestyle enthusiast, reformed blogger, turned full-time interviewer, and got co-host super engineer backpack Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Justin and Nick back back in back in town from uh from the uh the west side of the U.S. Yeah. Glad you're here, man. Glad always to be been, here. Always man. glad to have you back, man. Um, tell real people tell people real quick where they can find us too. And hey, man, make sure you comment, rate, subscribe, support us in general. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes. We already put in an application for Spotify. You can just find us anywhere where podcasts are listened at. And just make sure you support. Give us that five-star rating. We really need it. We're not on Spotify yet, but we're going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> but, look, but we're working on it. That's look, the key. Look, look for us everywhere else. Um, but nonetheless, today's guest, um, he's given a whole new meaning to being a wanderer and wanderer and uh, making city rediscovery fun for new and longtime residents. And if you're on Instagram and you've never heard of Walk With Locals or even With The Locals, uh, you're literally missing out. You're missing out on what's popping in D.C. and cities across the world. So um, for, the, for the Explore the Moment episode, I want to welcome today's guest, who is hoping to change all this for the better. Please welcome Carl Maynard to the All the Fly Kids show. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. No, thanks uh, for coming, man. Just a real quick shout out. I think my uh, lovely fiance is listening. Okay. Um, oh, word. So, uh, Diana. Uh, what up, Diana? Hey, that's a first. <laughs> Shout out to Future uh, Wifey. I've never, I've, uh, A, I've never been on the radio. B, really? I've never had a chance to shout out my fiance okay. on the radio. So, I so, did it. so that means that you are one doing great work and this is a phenomenal woman that you are with. Yeah, she puts up with me for sure. Um, <laughs> hey. She helps me out a lot even when I don't admit it. I don't admit it right away. But then, like later on, I say that that was my idea. Okay. And she just goes like, "Oh, so that's that's what it's about." And I'm I like, I imagine that you, in order to do a lot of the projects that you've been a part of, that you need a strong support system. Yeah, so. I do, and I also need somebody. Uh, I think everybody does, but me in particular, I need somebody to tell me that things aren't good. Right. Right. Uh, I don't always take too kindly to that of right away. Not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't always follow up with. Hey, you were right. Right. But she knows. But they do they do their job in making sure that the, the seed has been planted. Yeah. Yeah. She she uh, like I said, I, um, I don't credit myself when maybe I should. Um, so I struggle with crediting others. But yeah. she knows. Yeah. She knows. So. That's All right. Thanks. Shout, shout out. Uh, awesome women. Yes. Here. Yes. Um, so today. So the shirt that I'm wearing, I'm not we're not doing a live uh, feed today, but the shirt that I'm wearing is uh, from when I was working at Warby Parker and I was part of the uh, Warby Parker class trip, uh, which was them taking a school bus and outfitting that as a retail space to travel all around the country. So when they worked in D.C., when they landed in D.C., I definitely was a part of it here. Like and, a mobile uh, pop up. Exactly. Yeah. And um, 
that's when I met Carl. Yeah. Um, he was working with Hugh and Cry at the I time. Was. I and, was. And um, I said, um, we just never forgot. You never forget a face. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And I surprisingly didn't forget his name because yeah. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but you've since moved on from then. Um, but before we get into that, just tell everybody where you're from. Yeah. So uh, I grew up actually out west. Uh, mm-hmm. I grew up south of Seattle. Okay. Military kid. Right? Military kid. Yeah. I, I tend to say grew up south of Seattle and people kind of can piece that together mm. and then I'll bump into somebody and they're like oh where and I'm like Tacoma and they're like oh I know that and I'm, I'm like Tacoma, well actually Washington. I'm like oh Lake right now exactly and I'm like Lakewood and they're like oh I know Lakewood and I'm like well McCord Air Force Base like I, I didn't gotcha. think I, I was going to be able to say that but yeah I grew up I pretty much spent all of my sort of zero to 18 uh, living on military bases I think maybe two years out of my life I didn't live on a military base or military housing um, so even though I I I left Washington State mm. September 5th, 2001. And mm. I know that because, A, that was a, kind of a big deal in my life when I left that state, but it was so close to 9-11. Right, so right. I, it's, it's a really weird date to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I, I grew up out west. I, I love it out there. I don't get out there as often as I would like to, but it's really interesting to think that the place that I grew up in really helped me become kind of who I am. But in a way I don't even know that city anymore, yeah. um, which is really strange to me and, and kind of sad in a sense because we just went back there. Uh, I took Diana, my fiance there, um, or we went together mm-hmm. just a few months ago, right after I got back uh, from a trip overseas. And it was really strange to see like the places that I held so near and dear to my heart were like not, not like the places to be or the crowds weren't there. But I think maybe just I kind of romanticized a little bit about where I grew up and you know, if I'm near the Space Needle, I just envisioned that there was always hundreds of people there. Right. But there wasn't this time, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and then we have, we now have friends there, and they're like, oh, do you know this spot? Did you come here when you were a kid? And I'm like, no, Not I didn't really. come to this <laughs> ginger beer <laughs> when I was 12. Yeah. Um, nice Moscow mule. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was beer. what I loved about this trip and, and almost kind of reinvigorated my love for really Seattle, where I feel like I grew up is that I got to kind of relearn the city mm-hmm. with somebody that means so much to me, right. right? So now we have we have our restaurants that we like in Seattle, mm-hmm. right? Versus like, hey, just come to this clam chowder spot that I used to go to. Yeah. And it's not even the best clam chowder, but mm-hmm. I have that memory as a kid of like, this is where my dad and I would go when it was cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd sit outside and we would really experience Seattle. And so um, I consider myself a kid of the cold, um, I love when it rains and so much so that I was making her walk uh, <laughs> probably more than I should have. But um, it had been a long rain. time since I'd been there. I hadn't been there since um, I joined the military, okay. which was 13 years ago. So What branch? I was in the Air Force. Okay. Okay. Um, I did six years. In fact, just last week, no, four days ago uh, was the seven-year anniversary of when I left the military. So well, I'd, Congratulations, man. Thank you. So yeah. I'd kind of been out. I've now been out officially longer than I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still like a really big deal to me, the fact that I was in. I got to, I got to travel the world and, and the country. Um, I did two years in Korea. I met my, uh, my best friend, my best man there. Um, you were he, in England when you were a baby, right? I was, yeah. yeah, yeah. I lived in England when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the only downside to not living there longer was I wasn't there quite long enough for the accent to stick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That'd be money right now. So yeah, I'd, I'd, I really wish we could have stayed there a little yeah. bit longer, but uh, no, we left when I was uh, when I was just a kid, um, and then moved to to Washington State. Um, but I uh, I got to kind of go all over the country, 
uh, when I was with the military. And I, I always found myself growing up and kind of wanting to do what was different, whether that was not listening to the, I mean, I grew up mid nineties in Washington state. Yeah. That's Nirvana. That's yeah. Pearl Jam. That's flannels and alien nice. stickers. I wore the flannel, but I was listening to 112. Okay. I was listening to Keith Sweat. I was, you it's know, good hiding all eyes on me from my dad. Um, <laughs> he's not listening. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's like, I grew up on, <clears throat> I grew up on a lot of that. And that was so different mm. um, from where I, from what was sort of really going on where I lived. And then when I joined the military, I think that that kind of helped me in making friends with being able to branch out to what, you know, one of my good buddies I still have to this day, I was the best man at his wedding. He grew up in Alabama. So mm-hmm. he was full on country music. Yeah. And I didn't really get into all of it, but there's aspects of it that I like because I was able to listen to it from a different perspective. Right, right. Um, Let me ask you this, though, right? I see a, a theme through your life from what I've researched, right? Yeah. There's obviously photography is a big pillar, but mm-hmm. also cities and then a sub aspect of that community. Yeah. Right? And so from you bouncing around as a military kid from different countries and different states, how did that help you in terms of your uh, perspective of the eye in terms of uh, focusing on cities, focusing on architecture, focusing on landscapes and your photography? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, what's, what's really interesting is when I was in Korea, uh, I bought like a Sony Cybershot and I was the friend that was out with the camera mm-hmm. every weekend. Um, I still have a lot of those photos. In fact, I just shared a few of them. Uh, I for, I didn't forget, but I forgot the photos that I took when I went to the DMZ, right. which it's really incredible to me that that was in 2008 and those photos and that story is still very relevant mm-hmm. today. Right. Um, and so I, lately I've been plugging that hard drive in and going and looking at those photos, um, and sort of trying to not, not find inspiration from there, but just looking at them mm-hmm. and seeing what pops into my mind and taking those photos and giving sort of a new perspective to myself on like where exactly I've been. Right. Um, and Korea was, it was a huge sort of launch pad for me. I, I, I sort of always joke that I didn't really know what style was until I went to Korea, mm. but brands are not really a thing in Korea. Um, Nobody really cares if your pants are brand XYZ or B. It's more so just about how you how you present yourself wearing that, right? right. So it doesn't matter if your jeans are top dollar or not. It's do your jeans fit. How are you rocking them? Right? That, that's, that's, that's pretty concurrent throughout just Asian culture. Yeah. Coupling was yeah. a huge thing when I was there. And it's like, uh, I think it's catching on now more in the U.S., but essentially that's sort of, how you would cement that you're with somebody by dressing the same. I mean, mm-hmm. couples are wearing the same plaid shirt or denim or this or that. Yeah. And so subsequently, Diana and I do have a lot of the same pairs of sneakers. Um, she lets us do a little bit of matchy-matchy, but not too much. Um, Don't do the so, matchy-matchy. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I love it so much. Fo- fo- follow her. Don't do the matchy-matchy. <laughs> I love it so much. Just the sneaks. It is though. not, it is not 1988. We ain't <laughs> they, doing the matchy-matchy. Well, taking over, the pictures at the, uh, at the mall. They say over time, like, couples, you know, who last tend to look alike and yeah, dress yeah. alike, right? I, like, used to always, I used to always bag on my parents because they wear these just awful Air Force like puff jackets like they're just bad but in a way I'm kind of like okay like I get it it. you know what I mean so we just we stick to we stick to the sneakers I understand maybe like a few sweatshirts here there but uh yeah the sneaker the matching sneakers are are always going to be fly to me so so when did you when did you get out to DC so I 
I got here by accident, actually. I, I tell this, and I, and I mean this a, a lot when I say it. I, I never, ever, ever, ever wanted to live here. In okay. fact, I purposely, when I left the military, my best man, or my best friend, who is my best man at my wedding, he was like, hey, we could probably get you here to St. Louis, but there's some more opportunities in D.C. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'll go to St. Louis. Like, I purposely, and I was living in Sacramento at the time. I was like, I'm not going to D.C. Because all I had thought at the time was... Politics, traffic, yeah. military bases, military bases, nothing, blah, blah, blah. nothing like, interesting. Yeah. Right. And uh, so I went to St. Louis. I was in St. Louis for about 10 months. Four months later, uh, my company needed somebody to go out to Omaha, Nebraska. So I made the move. I was in Omaha for a month, mm. barely a month. And I flew out here to visit my parents. Uh, they live in Virginia. So mm. I flew out to Dallas to visit my parents. And clockwork, I get my mom's car and I get a phone call from a number I don't know. It's my, my boss's boss. I'm like, I don't really know. I'm thinking I'm about to get fired. Like, it's the holidays, awful timing. And he says, bad news. Your job in Omaha is going away. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, okay. And he goes, but we already have a position cemented for you here in D.C. if you want it. It's yours. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I kind <laughs> really of need, need a job. Um, so, yeah. So, that was December of 2011. Okay. Uh, February 1st, um, I left Omaha two-day trip from Omaha to where my uh, parents live in Virginia. Mm. I literally pulled up, parked the car, went down to the couch, watched the Super Bowl with my dad, and that was February 2012. So I'm coming up on six years in the area. Ten months later, I left. I went to Afghanistan, which was supposed to be for about a six- to 12-month tour. Uh, I was there for four months and came back. When I came back, this was March of 2013, uh, I worked with a guy in Afghanistan He's had a, a connection that could get me a, a basically a row home, a basement apartment uh, on 5th Street in Northeast. I didn't even look at it. I signed the lease paperwork before I even saw the apartment. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to live in D.C. Because at this time, from living in Virginia, driving into the city, um, I knew, like, okay, like, D.C. is D.C. is A, not what I thought it was, and B, it's going to be something better than I ever thought it could be. And at this time, you know, through all your travels and whatnot, you probably weren't even thinking that this was informing what you're doing today with no. Walk With Locals. Yeah. So when I moved to D.C., um, when I moved to D.C., I didn't have a camera. I, I had like a little Sony cyber shop, but I didn't really have friends, so I wasn't shooting. Um, I would purposely like drive into D.C., park my car. Uh, on literally on Florida and 19th, like I could always find parking there and I would just run all over the city for miles. And that was sort of how I mapped my way around the city Mm -hmm. um, and how I really started to understand it. Um, And I wasn't doing walk with locals. I wasn't doing photography. My fitness account, the fit district wasn't even a thing. Shout out to fit district. Fit district, man. Um, we got to run this Saturday, by the way. Just okay. saying that. Right. Um, but uh, you running with him, Matt? Sure. Are you coming out? Uh, uh, I don't got no shoes for. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got some. I got you. And I, got I think you. I think I'm developing plantar fascia. Oh, uh, okay. Too, All so. right. No, really. Uh, uh, fair <laughs> but yeah, so it, it is really interesting to think of like kind of when I when I moved to DC, not necessarily who I was, but what I was doing is completely different than kind of where I'm at now. But when you touched on kind of moving all around these places, one, one thing that I, I try to talk about or I tell friends about is you may not be the best at something that you want to get involved in, but bring your strong suit of what you are good at mm-hmm. to something that you think could be there, right? So I, it, by no means, I mean, people will say like, oh, this is good and this is nice and wow, great shot. But I'm miles and miles and miles 
away from being as talented a photographer as half the people in this city, right? Mm. But where my strong suit lies is is community and mm-hmm. bringing people together, right? So, and that's that's how you got connected with uh, with the locals. Yeah, so with the locals, I and again, I just before you go to you, I wanted this because I know people want like, okay, so what what the hell is with the locals and walk with locals? So since you with the locals came before walk the walk mm-hmm. with the locals. Um, I want to tell people what With the Locals is first. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting all tongue twisted here. But okay, With the Locals, a collection of locally built travel guides, a constantly growing collective of creative personalities sharing their favorite spots in their hometown. I got that from the website. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay, and so you started there. Yeah, so okay. I, how that came about, um, rabbit hole, Instagram, don't even know how I found it. I found it, loved it right away, mm. loved it right away. Um, and this was in. This was roughly January 2015. Mm-hmm. No, 2016. This is January 2016 at this point. Okay. Um, I found it. I sent them a message and I said, hey, I live in D.C. I would love to host a week. Went to, I think, the latest photo, left a comment mm-hmm. and f- verbatim said, hey, just soccer slid into the DMs. Yeah. Let's do this. Soccer slid. I have no idea why I would ever type that Stole out loud. Stole second base. Right. right um, <laughs> and so, uh, and that was it, right? I, I'm not going to hear from them. This account is very active. I'm, who am I, right? And I get a message and they said, hey, our person for this week, um, I think they were sick or, or something. They couldn't do it. Mm. Can you fill in? Are you prepared to fill in? Boom. Right away. He said yes. So that was... This is a theme here. That was right. I was literally at a Super Bowl party in okay. 2016. And so they're like, yep, okay, what's your email? They send me this questionnaire. I fill it out. Da-da-da-da-da. That week, I'm hosting this takeover. Mm-hmm. I had never hosted a photo walk before. Mm-hmm. Done nothing. I messaged a girl, and I said, hey, um, would you mind if I like maybe tried to do something offline and invited people to a photo walk? A couple of buddies of mine had a photo business that they were kind of starting up, and I wanted to find a way to help them get their name out there to a larger audience. So I said, hey, guys, would you be interested in kind of hosting this photo walk with me? And they said, yeah, let's do it. So we did it. Five, four people showed up. So it was me, these two guys, and four other people. And at that walk, we finished around the tidal basin around uh, Lincoln. It was cold out, 16 degrees. I said, let's go to a bake joint. This kind of bake joint was still Formally fairly baked new. baked and wired. Yep, yep. Uh, and there's a there's a reason that I, I kind of wanted to go there, but... Um, That's in Georgetown, for anyone who doesn't know. Baked and Wired. Baked and Wired actually will forever and always be uh, my favorite coffee shop in the city. Um, Is it because of the Georgetown. coffee or because of the huge cupcakes? <laughs> Both, but that was the first cup of coffee uh, I ever had when I moved to this area. Okay. Um, okay. I still have the photo of the coffee that I had there. Um, and... Since going to that place, I've become friends with the family, the owners. They're incredible people, and they've always been supportive of me and just people in this city in general. Um, and so I, that, no matter what coffee shop opens up, I mean, there's a ton that are great, and D.C. is definitely not shy of coffee shops, but Baked and Wired will always be near and dear to my heart. Um, so we go, to bake, we go to a bake joint, and um, at this, I'm like, hey, you know, can you guys, um, when you guys post pictures, can you just use um, walk with locals, right? Mm-hmm. Almost in that cadence. Like, I have no idea where the term came up from. It just, I needed something so I could find all these photos. We wanted to pull them and put them on a blog, 
uh, with my friend's photo business and then with the locals was kind of wanting to do something. So I wanted to find a way to separate them from the tag that already existed for DC for with the locals. Okay. And I went home and there was like 11 photos I think posted that night. And I was like, man, like that was really fun. Um, wait a second. And typed in at walk with locals. Mm-hmm. wasn't a tag. Hashtag walk with locals wasn't a tag. And I always joke that like you can literally type in anything on Instagram and there's probably a hashtag for yeah. it already. So the fact that this handle wasn't taken, the tag wasn't taken, there was nothing on Twitter. I was like, wait a second, right? And at this time, did you were you even paying attention to just other walking tour businesses taking happening in DC? Um, and did you see something lacking within those spaces? So at the time there was, I believe, two that currently existed. Mm. And it wasn't that it's tough. To, it's tough for this one. Is I never wanted walk with locals, or I've never went on and said we're the best, mm-hmm. right? I think it's. I think you're setting yourself up for failure when you say you actively strive to be the best or promote yourself as the best. Mm-hmm. Um, what I always wanted for walk with locals was to be different. Um, my own experience with experiences with going to photo meets were very like. Oh, who are you? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just Carl. Like, what's your handle? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm Carl. You know, nice to meet you. Um, and being left out of those things because I, I'm shut, nobody Shut out. down the typical DC yeah. question. Shut that down. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and, and at the time I was, at the time, even now, I'm still on a, on a worldly scale. There's 7 billion people, right? I, I'm, I'm nobody. A lot of us are actually nobodies, mm-hmm. right? And even at this time, I was definitely nobody, um, even in DC. And so I, I took a lot of those experiences of sort of like, feeling left out, feeling like, oh, because I, you know, I'm nobody, I can't do this, or other people can't do things like this because they're quote-unquote nobodies or because they don't have large following, so they're not going to get invited to the previews or the after-hour things or anything of the sorts like that. So I always wanted Walk With Locals to be something that was different, mm-hmm. never the best, um, because there's a lot of photo communities uh, that exist that are Top notch, top tier. I mean, shout out Street Dreams, right? Those guys are a actual business, mm-hmm. right? Like they legit shut city blocks down, right? We're just sort of a an inconvenience for some people at a coffee shop at at the moment. But what I what I always say is that we just want to be different. Um, we want everybody and anybody to feel welcome. Uh, I spoke on this at our last walk from the White House, and we purposely went to the White House because. When you, come to a, when you come to a walk, there's people from all different backgrounds, locations, they're all over the country, um, visible, you know, differences in their um, culture. We have, um, we have so many different walks of life that come. And one of the things that I really pride myself on is making sure that no matter where you come from, who you pray to, who you love, the color of your skin, any, anything of that sort, you feel welcome. Community. Yeah, you feel welcome at Walk With Locals because there's, there's no reason why anything that would be sort of marked on your bubble sheet of information should be any determinant for why you can't be somewhere, why you can't hang out with people, and especially who you are on Instagram or Twitter or anything of the sorts will never be a deterrent, right? So that's what I, I really strive for it to just be different. Right. Well, let me ask you this before we fully go down the rabbit hole of Walk With Locals and Fit District is this to finish out the military 
uh, kind of tangent, right? So you are a military kid, right? Mm-hmm. Your father was in the military, heavily in the community. You were in the military mm-hmm. for some time. And then afterwards, when you moved to D.C., I'm sure you were involved in government contracting, mm-hmm. right? I, I did a little bit of research. I saw that you were at one point a geospatial analyst, right? And I thought it was interesting because the job description for a geospatial analyst is a strong understanding of geography and the tools by which geography is understood. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was very interesting that that aligns with what you do in your downtime, but just in a different outlet, you know what I mean? Yeah, I joked about this uh, just recently in the fact that, you know, most geospatial analysts, um, when they see, I mean, we all use Google Maps, right? Mm -hmm. We use Google Street View. But just recently I was was using Google uh, to get a screenshot for something, and I went, oh, Google updated their DC post like their DC imagery. Yeah. And I was like, that was a winter. That was definitely post this year. Oh, it looks like February. It's probably like noon when they took that photo, <laughs> right? Completely forgetting why I was even on right. Google imagery, but because you moment, know the layers underneath. Yeah, exactly. That, right? So the yeah. moment I see that, I'm like, oh, that was taken probably in February. It's probably about like three o'clock based on the shadow of the monument. Wow. Oh, wow. This, this is new imagery. Total like nerd stuff. Right, right, um, right. And so, uh, so yeah, so I mean, that's, that's basically what I've been doing since I was like uh, 19 years old. Um, I still do it to this day. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's got to, it's taken me all over the world. I just spent basically the last year in Afghanistan. I got back a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taken me to, uh, to live in Colombia for some time. And uh, yeah, it, it is, you know, I, <clears throat> with, with the influx of like drones, you know, being like really, uh, GIS, GPS. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, just even as like um, sort of, you know, DJI, like being mm. able to just buy your own commercial drone and right. fly it around. Um, I think when people like if if DC ever just says like, okay, one day, you know, <laughs> the the imagery that could come from above this city would just be absolutely visually stunning. Absolutely. Um, it's a bummer that we can't, but, you know, it's it's a very complex situation. So, yeah. Well, let me ask you this uh, to kind of finish that out. Like I said, it seems to be that, you know, your professional life, like which helps pay the bills and which you, which you genuinely love to do are still in line and, and very much so uh, exist in a parallel universe. And I feel like a lot of people who are in the creative space who do that as kind of their five to nine, their like hobby, they kind of demonize what they do professionally. Right. Yeah. There's there's a misalignment there. So can you speak a little bit to like how being in alignment has has benefited you right to not have to completely um uh do away with what you do professionally as a geospatial analyst yeah yeah for for the most part um you know i i think it's really helped in the sense that you know if i'm if i'm looking at stuff topographically all the time i'm taking that when i'm on my foot Mm -hmm. or when i'm on my feet and saying like okay i know maybe how this would look you know from one level but let me put it to sort of a different level, right? So that's, I take that into my own photography in the sense of like we were just in, um, not just, but last year sometime in, in May, we went to um, Cinque Terre. It's on the western coast of Italy. Okay. And I'm like, okay, this is set for like a photo, but then I like turn around and I see a tree and I'm like, if I could just get a little bit higher yeah. and like, you know, so I I feel like I have a little bit of a different understanding. Again, I, I I'm not the best photographer. I don't know all, a lot of the photography principles and I'm still just sort of like taking 40 photos to get one good one. Right. But I find myself utilizing that sort of those fundamentals of a GIS background and saying like, well, if I can just get a little bit higher, if I can maybe get lower or something like that, or just straight 
up above, it might change the perspective of this photo. So that energy that knowledge from a yeah. different kind of feel. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's been or fun. Just, and, but also at the same time, you know, my fiance freaks out cause she, she thinks <laughs> I'm just taking a photo of, you know, her shoulders and back right. of her hair. And then all of a sudden she turns around and I'm 50 feet up a tree. <laughs> um, so yeah, sorry. No, I respect it. <laughs> That's cool. It's cool. So it wasn't for the gram, though. It wasn't for the gram. It just was. Was it really not for the gram? <laughs> well, I think you get an ex- you get a pass. For yeah, yeah. Doing it for the gram. I think she actually ended up using that photo too. So oh, there you go. Everybody yeah, wins. Yeah. Okay. So it's all good. So, having started walk with locals, try not to get tongue tied. Yeah. Um, I know that you've been doing um lately been expanding to other cities or just taking taking the groups to other cities and I'm guessing eventually this will become a thing that expands to other cities across the globe that with, with the locals is taking place in, correct? Yeah, we hope. I mean, we branched into that in the sense that we, like right now today, there's a guy, uh, a DC photographer, uh, an actual like photojournalist, Sam Quorum. He's in Guatemala and mm-hmm. he's hosting the account today doing a takeover. And He's hosting the With the Locals account? Walk with Locals. Walk with yeah, locals. So, okay. so Walk with Locals and With the Locals are completely separate. Right, 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 right. Um, right. But he's hosting Walk with Locals on our stories. And that, that's been a great way for us to branch out and okay. to see different parts of the world through the eyes of our, of our community. We have hosted walks in Baltimore, Philly, twice in New York. Uh, I walked with a local in Vienna when I was there last year. Um, and we, we've benefited from people being here in D.C., leaving for other you know, new adventures in their life and, and finding new roads and, and all of that. And them taking that tag and using it locally to where they're at. We would love to see a, a walk with locals community, say, in Portland, mm-hmm. but it becomes tangled in the sense that I say this before, if you, if you go look up Nike on Instagram, right, you have Nike London, Nike Chicago, Nike LA, Nike New like, how many accounts are you actually going to follow to sort of get the same aspect? Right. The execution is perhaps maybe the thing that's holding it back because while with with sort of what we do on a day-to-day basis it's a lot of a and b testing in the sense that does this work and it didn't really work okay we just don't have to do it again yeah when you go out and say like okay this is a formidable community we will now be in portland you will see walks in portland on a monthly basis you have to execute that you can't you can't a and b test starting another community in another city right do you see this rivaling um or even you know being a resource that is as actively um sought out as a trip advisor or um a local lore or anything like that uh no just because it's not where anybody pays their rent right so anna who's on the team as well her rent isn't dependent on the success or failure of Mm -hmm. walk with locals Mm -hmm. um mine definitely is i mean i'm getting ready to be i'm about to be a husband Mm -hmm. there's I just went, last Friday actually, I just went and saw this guy, Mike Lewis Speak, who has this book and a brand called When to Jump. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him after it and I said that. Oh yeah, our, our guy, friend of the show, Marcus Dowling, he hosted that uh, yep. talk over at a Solid State Books. Yep. Shout out to Marcus. Yeah, he was, uh, I just went to photograph the event at Lululemon. I'm thinking like I'm not going to really be able to tune in. But I found myself like really tuning in while I'm taking these photos. And I talked to him after and what I, what I shared with him is that when it comes to walk with locals, I may not be in a point where I'm going to say, all right, I'm going to jump and mm-hmm. this is going to be how rent's paid. But 
the jump for me, which he, he always talks about, like, what's your jump? The jump for me was just committing to doing it. Yeah. Right. And I think that in a sense, that's, that's rewarding enough. Right. Mm -hmm. We have people that will message the account and say, you know, uh, Hey, I'm in New York and I went to this coffee shop because I saw it on stories. Right. Yes. yes. That's, I don't want to say good enough, but that is us working beyond what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it speaks to the role just how big of an impact social media has had it on does. Just yeah. spreading awareness of walk with locals. Yeah. And I and I think I don't think necessarily when he when he talks about jumps and I shared this with him, I, I don't think everybody has to jump into something that is gonna completely change how their life is monetized, right? Mm-hmm. I think you can you can do something and you can build something um, that can maybe one day go away, right? Not everything has to stick around or be around forever. What I love about Walk With Locals now more than when it even started is that the mindset of everybody feeling like they should be included Mm -hmm. at these community events, you're seeing it in the shift of places in DC opening up their doors a little bit more, not necessarily worrying if you're somebody on Instagram and just inviting people that they see as a presence and they see as a good voice. We're trying to, and what I really, really believe in is nobody should feel left out, especially in your own city, Mm -hmm. right? Because you live here, you pay taxes, you contribute to local. Why should a number on an application that not everybody's actually paying attention to be a deterrent for why you should feel welcomed at this restaurant or Mm -hmm. why you can't get a table or why you know, hey, anything you are speaking my language man. I be, <laughs> but don't nobody listen to me yeah. but i be on the grams i'm like man this is for you you come and I'm, I, look you can go if you're yeah. here you're paying taxes this is for you yeah. i don't care what nobody says yeah i think there's and something that we really care about and i really care about and and have been thinking about in my own capacity of like am i doing this or am i failing to do this is there's a big, big sort of voice of like, oh, support local. Mm. But I think sometimes we as either a city, as residents, or as individuals, we tend to support local until the next thing comes, yes. right? So there's a coffee shop that opens in Georgetown that's like, man, aesthetically pleasing, got to get my photos, got to go there at sunset because the light hits, boom, next coffee shop opens. Oh, that's the place to be. Well, what about that place that you were just at? I thought that was the place to be. Yeah, last month. Or right? even that or was even, the or, place to be. That or was even the, place the, uh, the, the the mom and pop spot. That's something that I've been doing a lot of lately. You know, I mean, I've eaten at tons of restaurants, new, old, popping, not so yep. popping throughout the years in DC. But as of late, I said, you know what? Let me go patronize some places I know that do great food, um, have a great a great vibe. You know, that might not make some of the the the, the annual list of where to go eat and yep. where to go hang out in D.C. Um, because they're valuable, too. Yep. They're valuable to the uh, the culture of the city and just what makes D.C. unique from and different from other places. 100%. We just yelped and found a, uh, a faux spot. Fa? 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 Spot that was really in a neighbor in Capitol Hill that we're, we're kind of always around. It's just a couple blocks further east that we just hadn't ventured to. Mm-hmm. And now, like... We were thinking about getting getting it the other day, and we were like, should we just go to, you know? And that's just a little mom-and-pop spot, right? So what I mean by that is <clears throat> you want to support local, but supporting local has to be extended to beyond when it's not cool anymore, yes. right? And so yes. just because a place has 
either A, been seen on Instagram, or B, it sort of seems like, oh, it's not cool anymore, doesn't mean you should stop going there. And that worries me as residents of the city that we may do that. And we may drive places to, you know, uh, some restaurants you couldn't get a table at a year ago. Mm -hmm. Now you walk in and, like, nobody's there and you're like, oh, is this place not cool anymore? Right, right, right. Should should we go somewhere else, you know? But stay in love with why you fell in love, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, So one of our walks uh, coming up in February, we're partnering, uh, I think uh, we can, it's fine. We're partnering with Compass Coffee. Okay. Compass Coffee is, they're all over the city now, right? But when their first location opened up on 7th Street, Mm -hmm. you couldn't get a seat. But now it's it's a little bit more accessible, but you don't see it. You don't see it on the gram as much. You don't see it. Next to Rosa, the one next to Rosa Mexicana, is that? No, no, no. It's on 7th and Q. 7th and Q. Yeah, yeah. Up that way in Shaw. Okay. And that's not to say that the brand of Compass, like, needs our help. But what I what I want people to understand is, like, you know, these places are still here. Mm-hmm. Compass Coffee drove other coffee shops to think that maybe they need to expand. Right. And they really helped put coffee culture in D.C. On, on another level. Because, A, it's local. B, there's more than one cafe. And so now they're kind of accessible all over the city. Right. But for some reason, that sort of perhaps maybe took the mystique of just the one location away. So it's like, oh, let's just go to the next spot. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I really care. And, and for me, a, a goal just going forward is like trying to, like I said, stay in love with the places that I fell in love with and not just sort of move on to the next spot just because it's new. Like yeah. I still, I mean, think of Maketo, right? When it first opened, mm-hmm. everybody was there, yeah. right? <clears throat> That's not to say that nobody goes there now, but I'm still going to go there, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm, that place should never should never not be packed. If yeah. you think about really what they offer, it should never not be packed. But now... Shout out to all my guys over at McKenna. Yeah, I was just there yesterday. Shout out to Chuck. Well, Good brother over there. I think so. I, I, I had this... I was going to bring up the diffusion of, of innovation curve uh, in regards to another question with the Walk With Locals. Now, the diffusion of innovation curve is like this bell curve where... You know, on the far right, you have this or the far left, you have the small slither of influencers slash innovators, the people who are in line for the iPhone the day it drops, the mm-hmm. people who are in line for Maketo the day that it opens up. And then it's a, a slightly bigger portion, which is early adopters. And then you got early majority, late majority and the laggers, the people who still have the iPhone uh, four, you know, what I'm saying with the Mophie case to keep extending oh. the life. Right. The people who are oh. just late to the game. Yeah. It seems like with D.C., there's such a culture and pride involved with being early. Right. So as soon as you see that kind of turn where it goes to like the early majority slash late majority, people are off that because they don't want to be grouped or assessed as in that middle of the pack. They always want to be on something that's new. Yep. Like, do you agree with that? Do you feel like there's something to that? Can I just can I just throw yeah, in my yeah. thought on that real quick? Before yeah, you answer? please. Um, I think that's the case because D.C. is late to the curve in a lot of ways. And so wow. being early is important now. Because so, there's stuff to be early with. There's yeah. something to that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'll touch on both points with it. With I like a, that. With a story. 2016, summertime. I'm hanging with some guys that I, a couple of them I knew, and a couple of their buddies I didn't know. And they're, they're younger guys, younger photographers. And we're at Maketo. And one of the guys is saying, like, man, I got to get to New York. I said, well, why is that? He said, that's where it's at. I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, that's where everybody's at. That's where it's happening. And I said well, what about D.C.? And he was like, ah, oh, man, no. no. Mm-hmm. I said, well, why don't you make, think about where we're at right now, right? We're in a place, this is Maketo at the time. 
anybody that I've ever brought to Maketo that's from a different city has always said, man, I wish this existed in certain city was, that yeah. they're from, right? Yeah. You're in a place talking about everything happens somewhere else, in a place that doesn't exist anywhere else. And I said to him, I said, why don't you put that mentality and that drive and that hustle that you have of wanting to be in New York and make it in New York to cementing something permanent here in D.C. Right. And bring that drive and that passion to culture and creativity and the community here in D.C. so that the people in New York go, man, I need, I need to check out what's going on in, in D.C. Right. Make, the first make people to want to come here, right? right? And so with that, something, being very aware of that being a, a, a mindset sometimes, when you come to a walk, we divide the group right away to people that have been there before and people that have, that it's their first time. Mm -hmm. And we ask at the very beginning when we start to walk across that sort of gap and walk with somebody on the opposite side. But then if your friend brings you, don't walk with them, walk with somebody that you don't know. Mm -hmm. And we always make sure to highlight the people who it's their first time and thank the people that it's their second, third, fourth, fifth time, right? right. We recognize that we're gonna lose people People are going to come to four walks in a row and be like, that's not the thing anymore and disappear. Mm -hmm. But we, we also want to encourage people to feel welcome, even if they are quote unquote late. Right. Mm -hmm. I used to be a part of a, I used to go to a fitness community here in, in DC and, and kind of all over the world called November project. And there would be this like, you know, Oh, how long have you been coming? And it's like, Oh, I've been coming since such and such, you know? Okay. There's social currency. To okay. The rest of them. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I just started. That, that doesn't make me any less of a, a person. That doesn't make me any less interesting that I just got here. What right. if I What if I just moved here? Right. Does that mean that if you just moved to DC now, can you not go to Toki? Mm -hmm. Can you not Can you not go to Maketo? Do you only have to come to the line? Right. right. You can. You have to be aware that things are always going to be new to somebody at a different time. Right. All the time. And just because something is not new does not make it shiny. You got to make sure that experience stays at the same quality, regardless yep. of when people arrive to the show. You always want new people because that's how you stay in business. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so it, it's a, it becomes a balance of finding a way to, I, I, I always joke kind of nervously because I, I don't know what it is that we're doing. That makes the people who are always saying with pride like i've been coming for over a year now right mm -hmm. it's it, it's also blows my mind that we've been existing for we're about to come up on two years as a community that blows my mind right so it's a balance of trying to find a way to stop and thank the people that continue to show up and continue to join us and make the community formidable but then also making sure that i mean i'm not i'm barely taking pictures at these things anymore because my mission at every walk is to make sure that i'm meeting everybody who's new yeah i watched the uh the video um that the one guy who came up to the last one alex yeah he uh he did and posted and just saw everybody who broke out their cameras There's people taking pictures in this one alley the yeah. same alley but different pictures different people all the, the whole time yeah. which i mean why would you even need to take a camera at that point yeah. you know what I mean? but i think i would say before we wrap up um i would say that um what is making this so dope and what people what's drawing people to it is the fact that at the very core what you who you are you know how what you represent is very different from what anybody would get from a, a, your standard dc walking tour yeah. you know what i mean um 
you really this is something that's built like grassroots yeah you're not you don't work for an agency you don't work for some tour company or anything like that this is you know i was i held down the uh the handle one day for this one account and i said you know what i should do something in dc that is ongoing yeah and and and, and, and just recurring so I think that's what it is too. You know, you just you got a, you got a good genuine vibe. I can I can honestly say from the time that I've met you, you've always yeah. had just a good genuine vibe. Thank you. You know what I mean? Um, before we close, I want to ask you, what have you learned? What more have you learned about DC as a tour leader? Just one or two things that you didn't already know um, about the city and about yourself. Uh, I'll start with a, one about myself. Uh, I think I. I think the biggest lesson that I've taken personally from sort of leading Walk With Locals is that you, if you have a, if you have something that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. me being community, mm-hmm. you have to understand that not everybody is going to be receptive to mm-hmm. what you're passionate about. Yeah. Right. You have to be willing to understand that just because you believe in it, somebody may not believe in it. Right. And you can come to them with as much passion and energy and really think like, man, I just gave them the best pitch. Mm-hmm. They, like they, they're going to fall in love. Maybe not. Right. Right. And so you have to, you have to be understanding that people may just, people might not buy into what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. So I take that lesson and try to really approach it from the aspect that we're not trying to sell anybody on anything because there's nothing for sale. Mm. We're just trying to get people to see their city in a different light. We always talk when we very first, when Walk With Hope was very first started, a lot of the walks, I would always say this is about turning left when you'd normally go right. Yeah. Mm. Right. I find myself trying to drive the city different ways now. I find myself running through the city different ways. I have my neighborhood route that I just love and can do with my eyes closed. But I'm finding that I want to see the city in a different light yeah. myself. And so when I'm doing that on my own, I'm then translating that to walk with locals. I, this, is, this is a really odd way to sort of summarize it. But there's a, there's a Drake song called mm. Too Much. Mm-hmm. He talks about being birthed in Houston. And he says, I know that place like I come from it. Yeah. Right? I don't come from D.C. I've not lived here longer than anybody else. I don't know all of the history. Mm -hmm. I don't know what D.C. was like Mm pre-Obama. But I'm trying to understand it. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to learn it, right? And so I want to be that that resource for people that somebody just moved to D.C. today, right? Think about it from that perspective. Thousand people a month. Somebody just moved to D.C. today. Mm -hmm. And we get this. We have people who moved to D.C. and their first couple weeks in dc they find walk with locals and now they've got a community yeah they may not stick around forever so we have to keep things new we have to keep people from feeling like their city has nothing to offer yeah so we sometimes we hit locations or neighborhoods more than once every four months i mean there's so much to georgetown so you can go you can go into the neighborhoods of georgetown you can go to the water side of georgetown yeah so with walk with locals we're just trying to get people to understand that there's a lot to see in the city and to just go a different direction. Don't always go to the same restaurant. Don't always go to what's new. Mm -hmm. Fall in love with local. Stay in love with local, right? Um, And really just, just like, dive in, Mm -hmm. right? Ask 
who owns the place. Right. You know, that, that doesn't mean you're, you want to be somebody, you want influence on them. Just shake their hand. Say hello. Introduce, hey, I live in your neighborhood. This was a great meal. Right. And D.C. is really great for oral histories, by the way. Yep. For anybody who, who currently lives here is coming by, you know, ask somebody about D.C. and you get a great oral history. The, the best, the absolute best Lyft or Uber drivers are the people that are from D.C. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> ask I, me anything. I, I like, <laughs> I, I, there was even a time where, like, I got stuck in traffic and I was super excited because my Lyft driver was, like, from D.C. And I was just, you know. Tell me about this. Tell me about this. What about that? Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. And you can learn a lot about this city if you listen to the people that help build this city. Right. So not being from here, not being, you know, D.C. is not on my birth certificate. But I want to be in a place where people find me as a resource to learn about the city. But me in the sense of like with Walk With Locals and what we're doing. All right. Well. Yeah. That's about wraps it up for us. Uh, real quick, I want to shout out Nia over at Brothers and Sisters. She made this dope Manhattan for me. I'm, mm. I'm a little tipsy. Shout okay. out to Nia. She actually <laughs> served me once before, too. Very all dope. All right. Yeah. See, person. you know. I, 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 I just got an Americano. So. It's, it's all good. If I hadn't already had my okay. caffeine for the day, I probably would have an Americano as well. Hey, <laughs> make sure y'all follow us on Twitter yep. at All The Fly Kids. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at All The Fly Kids. Hey, Carl, hey, shout out all your social media so people who are not aware until now what you do and walk with locals spit that out for us real quick. so if you're into photography you can find us at at walk with locals hashtag walk with locals if you're a fitness person you're into running you're into doing group fitness you can find a project there at the fit district and then me personally least important is just uh, at carl nard c-a-r-l-n-a-r-d um yeah. All right. Shout okay. out Fairground. Shout out Full Service Radio. Yep. Full Service Radio. This is really awesome, by the way. I shout out to Jack, our amazing engineer. Can we get a soca horn real quick? <laughs> slow. I'm so Come slow. On, My goodness. It's all good, man. <laughs> you know, but uh, here we are. Um, we'll be back next Monday, 1 o'clock. Next Monday. Check us out, fullserviceradio.org. Peace. Peace. Thanks, guys. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>